Hello everyone, this is John Spencer from More Than Dice, and welcome to our review of Malifaux 3rd Edition. Now this is not going to be like any sort of full review, it's more just a coverage of uh, sort of the differences and maybe my thoughts on it. Uh, not expecting this to go too long, just wanted to give you guys something for those of you who may be interested in uh, hearing about new edition of Malifaux. Um, just released, uh, the book is fairly easy to come by, the cards are kind of hard to come by now from what I understand. I was talking to my uh, uh, local store and they said that everyone sold out of them. Luckily, you can go online and find the cards there. I'm going to actually give you an idea of the address. Um, so I find it through their daily stuff. You go to uh, www.weird-games.net and go to uh, the news from uh, 626. It's uh, Waldo's Weekly called Don't uh, Feet Don't Fail Me Now. There are links on that. Of where to get the rules. It's basically just links to a uh, Dropbox so that you can uh, download the cards and the scenarios and everything if you just want that. Uh, it's great for those who maybe not didn't get a chance to get all the stuff or maybe just uh, want some supplements or just want to read them beforehand, you know, if you got some models and all that. Uh, I was not actually able to get card decks for all my factions, only really one, and then I bought another one that I have some cards, some models for as my as a second just because they're not expensive 20 20 bucks is a pretty cheap price and it's a giant brick of cards um i'm not going to give you how many cards i don't think there's a number in here but it's a ton of cards it is all you need with some extras like if a model has an alternate version it will have the alternate version also um in there for example like mr graves uh ten thunders uh actually has uh, both his normal version and his sort of uh, more demon version one they made. Same with uh, Hungering Darkness, as we call Huggy. The standard, uh, you know, version and then the big tentacle face monster version all have different different cards. And they're all in the card pack. Um, in addition, you're going to need to go online if you want to get the cards for the, uh, what do they call them? I want to say Lost in the Dam, but I would bet money that Lost in the Dam is... Uh, that's a 40k thing. It's actually Dead Man's Hand has the uh, characters you can no longer get. And I'm actually going to cover that right now since I'm sitting here. And those characters are basically Ramos and all of his electrical creations and Brass Arachnid, which is, I believe, his totem. Um, and then uh, uh, Ryle Hoffman, who apparently also died. That's uh, C. Hoffman's brother. <clears throat> the He turned into a... Uh, machine because he went crazy when he went over through the breach. Uh, Nicodem and the uh, Vulture, which is his totem. Uh, Kaladi and the Marionettes. Uh, and then Lilith and the Cherub. Uh, these are all dead or imprisoned and basically not currently part of the game. You can play with them in normal games. But in tournament games they say you will rarely be allowed to use them. So keep that in mind. Um, sort of one of the changes they're going for that sort of... Uh, storyline which is cool if they could do a yearly bi-yearly whatever keep with the story dead man's hand sort of thing it could be interesting if you're wondering what i'm drinking it is the middle of the day and i am uh drinking uh uh light half and half and uh that's half iced tea half lemonade not actually half and half uh because uh, i don't want to start drinking i did that yesterday and uh man made an interesting day in any case so the rule book's out i got the rule book right here um, it was also cheap. It's $20. I mean, 
they definitely went on cheap. I mean, the sets are, uh, I bought one of the newer sets uh, for 10 Thunder since that was a faction I was able to get cards for in one of my factions. I figured I'd play that. And that's about 45, uh, and it's got six models and all the cards for them. So, I mean, not a bad cost. You know, not a bad uh, price per cost. Um, so the beginning of the rule book, the first 37 pages is pretty much all background. It's the basic history, map of Malavo itself, and other stuff like that. And then the, if you will, gameplay through uh, scenarios version is, is the next, uh, uh, is page 38 through 83. So if you want to do some quick math, that's like, what, 45 pages worth, and that includes um, four pages of strategies and schemes. Uh, that would be how you play the game, scenarios and such. And then another four pages of encounters. And then, you know, pages of terrain and lots of gameplay timing and other details. So very, very good book, very cost effective. Um, they could really make a super small digest version if they wanted to, but I don't think that's necessary. Uh, the two-player set is a good idea, but they've gotten rid of the mercenary tag. Let's, let's dig into rules. Because I'm talking about stuff they're getting rid of. So we're going to start with building your building your gang. Since most of you probably know how to play Malifaux, or at least have an idea. Let's talk about the gilding your building your gang. Gilding your bang. Building your gang. Um, first change, like I said, is there are no mercenaries. There are no, I take this guy out of faction, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, there is, but there's no inherent. So uh, when you go in, you choose a leader. And a leader can be a master or a henchman. That model is free. I know formerly all masters were free, and then any henchman uses master was free. But now it just literally says your leader is free. Um, but because masters actually have a cost. Like I'm looking at Mei Feng here. Mei Feng is 15 stones. So that's the first thing. That's pretty much the same. But then you hire models as normal. But you can only hire from one of two ways. You can hire anything in your faction. That's no worries, but there might be a penalty, an extra point to pay for them if they don't match one of your keywords. And you can hire from other factions as long as they match your keyword. Example, got Mei Feng here. She is, uh, her faction, is, her, her keyword for that is Foundry. So you can take any Foundry models that you find, no matter the faction, and they be hired at normal cost. Whether it be the, um... Iron Gaiman, I think they're called Iron Metal Gaiman, sorry, Metal Gaiman from the Arcanist deck. They get they get in costs, and they're normal cost, uh, four or five, whatever it is they cost inherently, no penalty. Um, you know, Kang is Foundry, he'd be nine, the Rail Workers, that's normal cost, all that stuff. Um, if you want to hire something else from your faction, like let's say, for example, you want to hire a second master. you got to go out here up your ass, you want a second master. Uh, let's say you want to hire Misaki. I mean, why not? Misaki's a beat stick, maybe one a beat stick. She's 15, but since they don't share a keyword, 10 Thunders doesn't count. They share a faction, so you can count hire her. She'd cost an extra point, so she'd cost 16. So, that is how you take care of that. That's why I didn't see her the first time. So, quick side note. If you buy the packs of cards, be careful and try and uh, separate them very well. You know, do a little bit of a... Uh, if you can hear me making sure they they uh, filter through here because they will they're a little sticky togetherish sticky togetherish yeah but they will uh, stick together and you want to try and uh, separate them well 
So like I said, so you can hire anything from your faction, but if it doesn't share the keyword, it's plus one cost. Otherwise, you can have to hire anything with your faction name at whatever normal cost. Um, the next change is um, you can hire your totem. If it is, in order to hire a totem, the master must be present. Makes sense. You could not hire uh, Shang, who is uh, Misaki's totem, without Misaki there. Um, if it is the totem of your actual leader, it is free also. So Meifeng and Forgeling would be free if you're playing Meifeng as your leader. Uh, uh, Misaki and Shang would be free. Uh, much like Asami and uh, her totem, which is, God, I don't remember, some Amanjanku would be free. So, that's an interesting change. It means you're almost always be taken. It also means that those other totems um, might not be as uh, tempting as they used to be. Uh, I can't even find the uh, graveyard spirit for Rezzers. I don't know if maybe you just missed the card, or maybe I just missed it. Who knows? Um, or Essence of Power for the Arcanists. Or in uh, the case of the Ten Thunders, which I have in front of me, that would be uh, what we affectionately call the Diesel Weasel, and that is Kamatachi, who is an Oni. So you could take Kamatachi as your totem. Oh shit, he ain't in a totem anymore. Well, that's an interesting note. He's not a totem anymore. Well, they might have done that with... I'll check that since the power. Huh? Give me a second and I'll look at that. So you could take Kamatachi. He's an Oni, so you just take five points. He's just a model now. So, interesting. They might have gotten rid of those. I will have to triple check on that. Um, another note is something I forgot to mention. And I know that sounds crazy. John, you forget to mention. I'm sort of... I have a notes listed because I took notes for you guys. You guys deserve notes. Um, but I'm sort of winging it. Um, there's also a keyword called versatile that goes on models. If that is the case, you can put them in any list. It does not cost extra. For example, since I'm in 10 Thunders right now in my hands, um, Fuhatsu, the big giant uh, mentally disabled guy with a minigun, is versatile. So you can put him in any list you want to at no additional cost. But, even though he's a henchman, I don't think he can lead a list because he does not have a keyword, so you would not have any way to hire. Um, or everyone would cost one more. I will have to take a look at that. I don't know. It's beyond the scope of what we're doing today. But it does... Another part made me wonder. Let me take a look here and see if I can find the essence of power and tell you if that changed, you know. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about it, but... I got a bunch of cards here I can just go through real quick. And Essence of Power, no, he is, looks like they got rid of the the uh, generic totems, which is good. Um, if you're going to get totem for free, you would probably almost never find a spot where the totem was worth points then. At least your master's totem. You might, if you want to do shenanigans by having two masters on their totems, then yes. So, that's how it starts there. Um... Uh, you can hire additional masters, mention that. Um, you actually can't, there's a situation where you can't hire a national master, and that's if you're led by a henchman. If you have a henchman leading your uh, your your gang, your force, uh, your crew, as it is called, you cannot hire an additional master, which is fine. I mean, at that point, there's no need, you're not... I don't know why you would do that. I'm sure there's some shenanigans you could do, but I think they're just trying to keep it from getting too... Crazy. I would think that you would just hire, take the master as the leader. Well, maybe you save points. I can't imagine you would save 15 points, though, in any case. 
Uh, they just made it a rule. Uh, either it costs zero, da 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 da. All models have costs, even masters now, but they uh, they're free if they're your leader. There's a ton less upgrades. Holy moly! It used to be upgrade a Palooza. Now it is just a handful of upgrades, and there's a lot that are not ones that you'll actually buy. There are a lot of ones that are like uh, summoned. Um, uh, most of them seem to be about two cost if they cost anything. Uh, like a masked agent, you know, this model gains following abilities with me. After this model clears a charge action, it may use a friendly model within three inches of itself. After this model has completed its move portion of its charge action, if it is now engaging an enemy model, it may place the chosen model in base contact with the enemy model. And unnerving presence, enemy models within six may not re declare resistance triggers. If this model is a minion, attack action gains the following trigger. Mass coordinated attack. Another friendly model may take a uh, melee action targeting the same model. So, just simple stuff like that. There's no longer that whole, oh, I'm going to build, you know, say, my favorite was always the, uh, the biggest difference would be like, say, the Victorias or, um, or Terra. You would build them either super murder, deathy, ignore armor, all this stuff, or uh, for the Victorious, or you could build them a little more attack, 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 not ignoring armor, but just throwing so many attacks and so much comboing up on that that it would get crazy. Uh, and then Terra would build like so many different ways. But now they play pretty much one way. The upgrades are all very, there's not a lot of them, they're reasonably limited. Um, a model cannot have two upgrades. I think it's out of the same name. It's hard to get more than one upgrade. Because inherently you can only attach one upgrade to a model. Uh, and most of them are negative. You'll attach upgrades to your opponents. There's uh, different other game things that go through upgrades. For example, the uh, ancestors have abilities that you attach to a model after they die. So that's that's a big, big change. Uh, it'll really change the way you build crews and such. Uh, the next sort of change is things have changed factions. And I don't mean necessarily by a little bit. I mean potentially a lot of it. Uh, example. Um, let's go through the ones I know. Killjoy. He was always an outcast. Blah, blah, blah. Mercenary. There's no mercenaries anymore. And now he's only a Neverborn. That means that I actually literally cannot play him anymore. Because I don't have Neverborn. Unless I found a keyword that he has that one of my masters have. And I don't think there is one. So interesting there. You're not going to find a lot of those. Um... Terra used to have an upgrade where she could bring um, Death Marshals. That's gone bye-bye. So if you have Death Marshals and Terras, my apologies. You cannot use them anymore. Um, other ones are just sort of little things. Um, for example, uh, my uh, my roomie, the B-Rad, was upset because Izamu the Armor, who's a very, very cool model, uh, used to be dual faction. There's not a lot of dual faction left, honestly. With the keyword, there is no need to make things dual faction. So you could just put them in the correct faction and then keyword it in if you need to. Um, you know, I'm looking like... So, like, McCabe is still dual faction. He's still uh, Guild and Ten Thunders. But all of his dudes are literally just wastrels. They're just his. So you can't take them in a guild list if he's not there. So it's a good way of sort of balancing stuff. It's sort of, and I hate to make this comparison because of the negative connotation, but it, it's sort of like a scaled back version of a theme list for War Machine. Where, yeah, it's kind of themey. It's, I mean, it's very themey because it's there, but it's not as bad because you can take anything uh, in your faction that's out of theme. You just take a, well, take, pay an extra point on it. 
So be careful when you're looking at your models. If you are a former Malifaux player, just take a quick look. See, they might have changed factions. You might have some models you can't use. I'm currently at three models I can't use. And that's a Death Marshal and... Oh, what is his name? Actually, technically I can use him because I've got... Uh... Okay, inherently can't use. I do have the two-player starter set, which has both Neverborn and Guild in it. So technically I can actually play all my models still because I could put... Killjoy with Angel Eyes and all that, assuming she's still a henchman. And I could take a Death Marshal for an extra point with uh, the Doctor in that. I forget his name, but the Doctor that came out of that two-player set. So, I can still use them, but those are the models. I have basically three models. And the Graveyard Spirit, who I can't find. Uh, I'm just not sure where he is. Maybe I haven't found what keyword he is, and my eyes keep passing over when I look through this giant list of uh, cards. Because... Even though you get them for free, there's a giant list to look through. So that's a lot of, you know, miniature talk about how they changed. Uh, the layout of the cards changed. They're all now on tarot-sized cards, which is cool. Makes them easier to read. Um, they have all their abilities in the front like they have been. And on the back, they have their actual uh, actions. Um, very cool, very striking, very interesting. Very kind of pain in the ass since now you're going to need to get different side sleeves, but... Again, I'll take it for easier to read and much more visually stimulating. So, put those cards away, get those out of here. I don't need those right now. I need new deck boxes, too. Hopefully someone will start making tarot-sized deck boxes that are cool. In any case. Um, on to other changes. Um, easier to make henchmen your leader. I mentioned that in there, because it's just choose a henchman, you just can't take another leader. They mention now that all leaders and masters get three actions. So if you take a henchman as your leader, they will get three actions. And that's really sort of a star. Because <clears throat> they got rid of zero actions. You said the zero phase actions or zero actions. We call them zero phase actions because we play champions and there's stuff like that in there too. But zero actions that don't cost one of your action points. They got rid of those and they just made what they call bonus actions. Um, bonus actions, they have a little lightning bolt next to them. And they're basically... You can do one bonus action in a turn, and they don't count towards your actions. It's really much more intuitive, much more interesting, very streamlined. And I would say that's a lot about this. It may seem more verbose if you're reading it, but when you learn it and look at it, it's really much more streamlined. Um, another example is they really, really, they had like 7 million types of... Uh, of uh, conditions and they really just consolidated them all down to a handful of conditions um, and I assume they're going to use those to take care of everything um, still most of the ones you have um, you know they really burning and poison and then there's distracted which gives you a negative to your flips and focus which is the opposite of course um, couple extra ones. Adversary, which gives you bonuses versus a model. Shielded, which gives you basically armor for a little bit. It's like output of armor. You, you As you use it, it gets worse and then goes away in a turn. Injured, which gives you penalties to defense and willpower. Then fast and slow, which are, as they always have been, um, staggered, which gives model minus two move and cannot be moved by effects of other friendly models. Goes, uh, and then stun, model counter triggers, and its bonus action count against its action limit. So it's all very interesting, um, and they very much break down when they affect. 
uh, and when they end. So they have the conditions that end of activation, which are the fast, slow, staggered, and stunned. The ones at the end of the phase, which are the adversary, the shielded, and the injured, and the special ones, like burning. Burning does not look like it goes down. It just says burning plus X. During the end phase, this model suffers one damage, plus one additional damage every three points of burning beyond the first it possesses. No note of it going down. Distracted, this model's actions a target enemy suffer minus one to their duel. After resolving such an action, the value of its condition is lowered by one. So basically, it just affects you for a limited amount of time. And focus plus X, and this focus, since it's a bonus, since it's a uh, positive one, you choose when it ends. Uh, you can, before choosing a duel, you can choose to get a plus to the uh, duel and any resulting damage flips. And the condition goes down by one. And then poison during the end phase, this model suffers one damage, plus one additional damage for each three points of poisons beyond the first of possessance. Then it lowers the value of the condition by one. So it's all very, very much easier. There's a lot of notes on markers, how markers come down, really streamlining that, really spelling it all out for you. Uh, it's all stuff that sort of makes sense for that, but they spelled it all out. Let's go over some other basic changes. This is actually taking a lot longer than I thought, but you know me, I get a rambly. There are no inherent soul stones for your crew to use, for your master and henchmen to use. You actually have to save them. So it will actually be a choice. You won't be seeing a lot of people with, like, you know, the master that happens to have, like, six soul stones and then going up to the seven maximum and just going to town. Now, that's not going to happen a lot. Uh, because that's a whole model you could have been taking there. And there's a maximum of ten soul stones, and ten is a lot, but... I mean, you might have some shenanigans where you need to save some. There might be ways to get them during the game with certain characters, but you're not going to see people, seeing people take a ton of save soul stones. It's not inherently worth it. Um, there is a whole section on timing and clarified what happens when. It's really great. I fall that falls into the whole clarity thing. There's a whole bunch of height and LOS uh, clarifications, which is really good. It seems complicated, but... It's okay. In fact, maybe the only part that's really complicated is the, you know, shadow of an object and such, which make it harder to see someone over an object. And <clears throat> It's actually not that complicated, but they have a whole section on that. Their terrain sections, as it always been, um, with a bunch of keywords you apply to terrain, and then a bunch of descriptions of terrain that tell you what they think each terrain should be. Uh, the back, the strategies, and schemes are all just set up so you can play immediately. Still great out of the box, so to speak. Um, still uses the deck of cards. If you don't like that, I'm sorry, but that's forever. It's Malifaux's thing. <clears throat> I really like it because it's really difficult. It requires two people, really, to have a really shit game luck-wise. Because even if you just have shit cards in your hand, you should flip good stuff. And if you flip good stuff enough, if you flip enough, you're eventually going to get to the point where you're flipping good stuff. So it's hard to go forever. The only time it can is if your opponent's just just getting a little better than you. That can be frustrating. But if you take it down to both people have to interact for us to have a for you to have a bad game, that is better than you know just one person's dice being shit. Um, it has much the same effect. Just you know, there's a lot of random elements in there, and there even sometimes having shit cards in your hand means interesting things for cheating you know it changes the way you play so that's always going to stay and i like that uh speaking of cheating and that cheating is not really cheating it's it's cheating the flip uh you can cheat the flip on initiative which didn't used to be able to be done which uh is very cool uh so if you need to have initiative you can just play a bigger initiative card used to be only one uh bad guy let you do that bad guy i say bad guy because i didn't play that faction 
Only the doppelganger lets you do that er, in the past, but now anyone can do that. Also, uh, in uh, an effort to fight against uh, MSU, which, I mean, I guess when all your units are one, that doesn't say that, but multiple small units or uh, spamming or just outnumbering your opponent to hell and just eating up the early activations while you do little shit things, uh, you now get pass tokens based on the difference in the number of models you have. And you can use pass tokens during your during the activation sequence to go, I'm not going to go right now, you can go again. You spend them to do that. Some characters spend pass tokens to do things. Uh, some gain them by doing things. <clears throat> and then at the end of the day, if you have some leftover for next turn, like I say, you didn't care about activating all your stuff early. It was fine. You just you got into good position, did what you needed to do, and let him take the end of the turn home. You get those as a bonus to your initiative next turn, which makes it easier to win initiative the next turn. And then you still get your pass tokens for the turn. So you can sort of set up, if you're outnumbered, to... Uh, you know, maybe have a turn where you're just a little more defensive, gather a bunch of pass tokens, get a bonus initiative, maybe win it, and then use your pass tokens more aggressively the next turn to get in there and uh, do what you need to do when you need to do it. So that's all real cool. Um, so really, those are the basic changes in the game. It's not a lot of changes. If you've played first and or second edition, you will recognize the game. You'll be able to play it. It's just a lot of minor things, and this is by no means exhaustive. I didn't find a list online. I actually looked through the rule book. It's not a lot of pages. Um, yeah, so I, I really like it. Uh, we're going to be playing the heck out of it, I hope. This seems to be the way. I've got uh, one of my streamer buddies who uh, used to be a henchman. Uh, doesn't want to run anything, but definitely wants to play, so we're going to jump in there. I don't think I'm going to run anything inherently. I think it's just going to be playing... But there you go, basic changes, there'll be a bunch of models changed, they all have certain styles, I'm not going to go through that, obviously it would take forever and require a level of knowledge as for those models that I just do not possess. So, hope you guys enjoyed this little mini review of Malifaux 3rd Edition, I hope you guys, if it sounds interesting, I hope you pick it up. Um, feel free to hit us up with comments, you can find us on Facebook, More Than Dice, uh, Twitter at More Than Dice, a podcast. Uh, you can hit me specifically, John Oakland Spencer, on uh, Facebook or at John O. Spencer on Twitter. On Twitter, A lot easier on Twitter, honestly, to find me and hit me up with a message. If you have any questions, anything you want me to cover in Malifaux, let me know. Uh, make sure, if you guys don't normally, you know, give a listen to our normal podcast, More Than Dice. We stream Sundays on Twitch at uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our pre-ramble. Main cast starts at 8 we're also uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud. And actually, thanks to Muse on Minis for uh, putting us on their feed. Super cool. Appreciate it. They've really helped us reach a lot more people. And then if you want more information, uh, I do my own little thing. Also stream through all the normal fashions called Minis and Movies where I cover a bit of a miniature topic. And then cover some movies and such, which like we do in the main cast. Just more of me rambling on incoherently, much like this. So again, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, hit us up. Until next time, have a good one. This is John for More Than Dice, signing off.